Hey, you're listening to Cut for Time, a podcast from Faith Church located on the north side of Indianapolis. My name is Claire Kingsley. Each week, I'll sit down with one of our preaching pastors to discuss their Sunday sermon. Cut for Time is a look behind the scenes of sermon preparation, and they'll share with us a few things that we didn't hear from the sermon on Sunday. Thanks for listening. Okay. Good morning, Joey. Hey, morning. Hey. Um, well, you got to preach up and preach another one-off sermon on mm-hmm. our vision and mission as a church, not just faith church, but collective church. Tell us more about that. What was your sermon about? Yeah, this was a fun one. So we were looking at the um, introduction to uh, Paul's letter to the Colossians. Because, um, you know, in every one of Paul's uh, letters to a church other than Galatians, uh, he starts out with, hey, man, here's what I'm seeing in you guys that or hearing about you guys that is amazing. Uh, and I rejoice in this and I thank God for this. And it's almost always he plays off of faith, hope and love in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he usually shifts into a prayer. Here's what I'm praying for you. Or he shifts into his teaching. Here's what you need to know, you know, things like that. And every time he does that, we get a glimpse, not just into the situation in that particular church, but also kind of his overriding ideas of what a church should be becoming, what it's there for, how it should be growing, what a church should be spending its time doing. So, and you really, any one of the uh, introductions, any of the introductions to any of his letters would have been a good place to settle for asking and answering this question, why are we here from a mm-hmm. biblical perspective? Uh, but Colossians is just so rich. And um, and some of the things he talks about kind of maps so closely onto what we've identified at Faith as sort of the core four values or actions or whatever we want to call them that we're about, that uh, Colossians was just a, a great choice for talking about why we're here. So yeah. And um, isn't the Better Together series kind of centered? You guys spend some time talking about yeah. these verses some more. So maybe people have gone through it before with you and Jeff or yeah. our elders. Um, and if people want to take the Better Together class, just see if they're not, if they want to learn more about faith, that might be a really good way to learn oh, about yeah, why be faith a great church way. exists. And, right. Because yeah. we talk about our doctrine and our beliefs and our history and um, different stuff that we do. We focus on those core four actions of worship, serve, grow, and go. We talk about our discipleship vision and we're running another series in March. So it's four weeks yeah. during both hours. You can drop in, don't have to register for it and yeah. come hang out with us for four weeks in a row, learn more about faith. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, Joey. Um, so Joey, is there anything that you had to cut for time? Cause I, I heard second service, which was you starting off or like saying that you were trying to cut 10 minutes of material. So you had to cut something. Is there anything that you wish you could have added? Yeah. I don't know who said it first, but somebody said, uh, you know, some famous president or somebody in the past said, I apologize for the length of my talk. I didn't have enough time to make it shorter. And uh, I definitely felt like that this last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had an elder executive board retreat on Saturday uh, all morning and half the afternoon. And normally that's the time that I would sit down and really be like, okay, here's all the stuff I've got. I got to remove things, you know, get Mm -hmm. down to the real nugget of what I'm trying to preach. So, um, so yeah, didn't have time to make it shorter. So I went like 10 minutes too long in first hour. I don't think any of it was bad, but before second hour, I'm like, oh man, we got, we got a lot of kids in here. Like I do not want, uh, to cause some emotional breakdowns in the, uh, the young kids area. Um, so I was taking some time to try and cut some stuff. So 
Um, you know what? I didn't cut a full 10 minutes, but I tried to shorten up some stories and make things a little more succinct. And ultimately what I ended up cutting out second hour was sort of a, a kind of detailed explanation of what we mean when we talk about worship, serving, growing, going, and how it specifically connects with the passage. Instead, I left it with second hour listeners um, to kind of make some of the connections themselves. And I sort of skipped the explanation and just went straight to the summary statement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Um, did you Joey, notice there was a big glaring hole in the middle of the sermon then, or did it flow for you? It no, made it sense. Flowed. It was great. Yeah. It, it felt good to me too. So I think it worked. All right, Joey, we got eight questions submitted. Yes. Best. Love when this happens. Um, this person's wondering if you could explain a little bit more about the use of we throughout verses like three through eight. And then yeah. this, Paul uses we often, right? We always thank God when we pray for you since we heard. And then it repeats again a few verses later from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray. Um, So talk about this use of we. You um, kind of use the analogy of organs functioning for a healthy body. Um, Mm -hmm. How did you like arrive at that conclusion that that analogy applies to this use of we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, there's two things there. One is the use of we, and then the other is the use of you uh, when and to who Paul is talking to. So when he says we all the way through here, it's probably referring to him and Timothy uh, at the very beginning. You know, he says, Paul and Timothy, our brother to the saints and faithful brothers and grace to you and peace from God, our father. So when I, when I was uh, using the analogy of organs in a body, or I think first hour, I might've said cells in a body, um, we tend to read so much of the New Testament individualistically, as in how does this apply to me? And don't often think of it, how does it apply to us or to me within an us? And uh, one of the things that's, I think, really important to notice in verses three through eight, especially, is that every time you shows up, it's you plural. So one of the ways you can visualize this is uh, a friend of mine created a website called biblewebapp.com. And if you go to Bible Web App and whatever translation you're using, you can go to settings and click on a button that says English second person plural and then pick what do you want it, how do you want it to show? So I have it set for Southern US. So it changes all of the you to you all or to (laughs) y'all. You can do, you know, Pittsburgh and you can put in yins or New York City and have use guys, uh, use guises, use guys selves. (laughs) Um, you know, to make it. So when we read Colossians with this on, you know, it starts in verse three, we always thank God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. When we pray for y'all, since we heard of y'all's faith in Christ Jesus and and the love that y'all have for all the saints. Uh, And it goes on because of the hope laid up for y'all in heaven of this y'all have heard verse six, which has come to y'all as it also does among y'all since the day y'all heard it, you know, all the way through, it's not Paul writing to you or me individually. It's Paul writing to the church. So the question we got was, was kind of like, well, um, I, I was making this point that Paul isn't writing to the church and saying, hey, when I look out at you guys, at y'all, right, you guys, when I look out at you guys and I see, you know, a hundred of you and I see that you're growing, he's not saying, I see that a couple people over here are growing and a couple people over there are growing. He says, I see that you all are growing as a whole. And, and part of that uh, conclusion comes from the use of the second person plural, um, when he says, I, you know, uh, the gospel and the whole world is bearing fruit and growing in verse six, as it, as it also does among y'all. Uh, now you could still read it as among 
you all, there's individuals growing, but he's being so focused on the whole all the way through mm-hmm. that. I think that's a, a stretch to say now he's sig- uh, you know, uh, singling out individuals. Plus the, okay. the word for among um, has a, a sense of the whole, not just individuals within the whole. So among you all or within you all or in you all is another way of translating it. So when I look at you all, you as a whole, I see the gospel bearing fruit in y'all. Sure. Okay. So it's more about the y'all and less about the we. Yeah. More about the y'all. And then, um, yeah. And so, you know, any, any passage you read, uh, it's always good to use something like biblewebapp.com and uh, turn on that English second person plural. So you can see, Hey, this is to y'all, not to you, but to y'all. Yeah, just a good reminder. Um, okay, well, speaking of y'all, yeah. uh, you know, you mentioned that you um, we should be concerned about the growth of the whole body, or this mm-hmm. is what we're talking about, is of the whole body. And I'm wondering how you or you and Jeff measure that, because you said in the sermon, you know, you're not measuring butts and seats, you're not measuring the budget, money coming in, paying bills, going out, like, but there has to be some way for you and Jeff to have a really good idea of is our body growing? Like, mm-hmm. yes, you mentioned like, Hey, are we more patient now than we were a year ago? Are we right, right. more loving now than we were before COVID? Like I get that. But then like, how do you even go about measuring that to see if that's true? Mm-hmm. And then how does that inform how you pastor? Mm-hmm. Does it change the sermon series that we go through? Does it change an event that you're going to plan that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really good question. And the, the answer is fairly subjective, uh, not so much measurable. And I should say we do measure attendance and budget and things like that. You know, we keep track of those things for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, because we got to make sure that, you know, we're paying to keep the lights on and stuff like that. Uh, the point I was making is that that's not the ultimate goal. You know, the ultimate goal right. isn't to get a large crowd and have a building uh, paid for and electricity on. Those are things that have to happen in order to, or that we want to have happen in order to disciple, you know, in order for people right. to grow uh, and for us as a church to grow as a whole. So yeah, how do we measure it? It, it is fairly subjective. It's a lot of uh, Jeff and I and uh, the other pastors and the elders and EEV especially saying, okay, what have we been seeing? What have we been hearing that helps us think about how we're doing as a whole? And that always comes down to individuals in terms of, well, I've seen this individual growing, that individual growing, or I, sometimes it's more like groups, like I'm seeing this group form or this kind of group of people coalescing together or things like that, um, which help us get that subjective sense of it, uh, of how we're doing. But the, especially those kind of heavy questions that I asked, like, are we more patient now after COVID than before, after the political stuff of the last six years than before? That's a tough question because the answer might be yes, but it might be for the wrong reasons. It might be that uh, people left who um, like weren't, instead, instead of people growing, people left. Mm-hmm. Uh, which made us makes us feel more healthy, but really we're you know we're just smaller, um, or we're healthy by accident. So a, a lot of that is yeah really subjective stuff where we're trying to think through and feel our way through where we are. 
And then that informs yeah, how we think about what are we preaching next. Now, whether we decide to continue in a, in a book, like continuing in Matthew for the next couple of weeks or month or two, um, or shift to a different book or something like that, a lot of it's based on kind of that pastoral feel of how are we doing and what do we need um, mm-hmm. as a congregation? We'll, we'll often... Uh, Jeff and I will often ask the EEB, especially, and then elders, when we have one-on-one conversations, what do you feel like people at faith need? Mm-hmm. You know, how, do, when you look at us, do we need to grow in patience? Do we need to figure out ways to lower our anxieties about what everything that's happening out in the world or mm-hmm. everything that's happening in the church or stuff like that, and then try to um, address those issues through scripture yeah. both from wherever we happen to be and also intentionally through choosing specific series or passages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for instance, this sermon itself is kind of based on a, it's the beginning of the year. We're all kind of reassessing, like, what do we spend our time on? And it's important to say, oh yeah, there's like church involvement is, does something. It ha- there's theological reasons uh, for existing and continuing sure. to participate. So yeah. So, you know, there's also like some ownership that we all as individuals can take though. And so like, we can't just say, well, I'm not growing. And so the church isn't doing their job, but sure, what sure. if there's a person who's, you know, someone sitting and listening to your sermon and they're like, yeah, maybe I've been overlooked because I don't feel like I'm a part of the y'all and I'm not in that. I'm not growing. Like I see other people growing. What next step could they take? Mm. That's a really good question. Um, what next step could they take? I, I think the first step I would encourage is what you just alluded to, which is what's my part in this? You know, it's easy to uh, assume or operate as if my spiritual growth is entirely dependent on the ministries and preaching of the church that I'm part of. Uh, which is not entirely dependent on, but it is a cooperation, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we preach so people can grow, but people grow so that they can feed themselves. You know, it kind of goes in in a cycle like that. So I think the first question would be just asking, okay, what's my responsibility in this? You know, am I not connecting because I show up late, don't talk to anyone and leave early? You know, that that might have something to do with it. Or is it just because, yeah, I'm here, I'm trying, but I really feel overlooked. Um, that would, I think, it, kind of go in a diff- little bit different direction of, of saying, well, um, sorry, I'm rambling a little bit because uh, it's such a good question. I don't want to give a bad answer. Um, I would love it if somebody who feels like I've been at faith and I'm trying, I just don't feel like I'm connecting or growing to come talk to me or Jeff or Pastor Tom uh, or Pastor Nathan and just say, yeah, I don't know what to do with this. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard. It's a question that's kind of hard to answer theoretically and, and uh, maybe a little better yeah. to talk one-on-one with, with somebody about. Uh, but then I'd say, aside from that, probably the best thing to do is um, bite the bullet and put yourself out there. Uh, really, it's kind of like dating, right? Nobody enjoys doing it, but you kind of have to if you're going to meet people <laughs> or meet someone. Yeah. Um, so you got to put yourself out there. And uh show up to an event, um, say hi to somebody you've never met before, hang out around the coffee, uh, go to a, a grow class and introduce yourself to the teacher. Um, 
come talk to the pastor after uh, a service on a Sunday, go talk to the uh, folks at the, uh, at the info desk, um, something along those way, along those lines. Yeah. yeah. Or come to better together in Not March. We'll come yes. to better together in March and we'll help you. Uh, you know, you get to meet other folks who are newer and learning about faith. Yes. And meet some of our teachers, right? It's not yeah. just you and Joe, you and Jeff, but it yeah, is some of our elders um, help some of our elders. And then, and um, I feel like, honestly, if you show an interest, a show a desire to meet others, something that faith is really good at is connecting you with all the other people. And so if you're like, Hey, can you help me get connected? Those people like you or Jeff or some of our elders who know a lot of people in the body could be like, all right, you should meet this person because you have a common shared interest here. You should meet this person because you guys are raising girls together. You should meet this person because so-and-so is running this program. You know, like you guys are really good at that. I think faith is good at that. So if you show Mm -hmm. some interest or desire to get connected, I think it can happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're here for. One of the things. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Joey. Yeah. Thank you. It was fun. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Cut for Time. If you wish to submit questions to our pastors following their sermon, you can email them to podcast at faithliveitout.org or text them into our Faith Church texting number, and we'll do our best to cover it in the week's episode. If this conversation blessed you in any way, we encourage you to share it with others. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week.